Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life. My ethos is sustainability and my aim is to leave you better than I found you. I am a complete foodie, lover of all animals, recovering perfectionist, with a passion to help many achieve a life of health and well-being. I hope you take a lot from this podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host Rebecca and of course, as always, my wonderful, ever so adorable Edith the best sidekick, in my opinion, and forever bringing me a sense of love, joy, connection, and always on that gratitude list. So you're welcome for that little introduction. Today, I want to talk about holidays. More so, how to holiday with balance. Whilst working through your relationship with food, maybe have a fat loss goal, but being able to go away without preoccupation, without food focus. Holidays, in my opinion, should be about so much more than food. However, for a lot of people, they can be really tricky to navigate, especially around your goals, around your relationship with food, with your body image. So with this episode, my aim is to help you thrive with your next holiday. Now, a lot of you may be aware that I have recently come back from Orlando, which is the best place in the world. For anyone who hasn't been, get it on your bucket list. It was the most magical holiday. And I know that that is what Disney stands for, but it really, really is. And when I was away, I was really reflecting on how much more enjoyment I now gain from holidays And the way I holiday has changed dramatically from that of Rebecca years ago, who was stuck in disordered eating habits and very much in the realm of diet culture. And I remember when I used to go on holiday, I would only go on holiday after a brutal fat loss phase. I would only go on holiday if I weighed a certain amount on the scales And actually, that amount is around about six kilos lighter than I am now. I would only go to places I knew had a gym. So I would spend hours and hours and hours researching hotels and be like, well, have they got a gym? Have you got a picture of the gym? What machines have they got? Very much obsessed about that. I would get overly consumed around food choices when on holiday. I was obsessed with protein. Obsessed. I would even take protein shakes away with me. And let me tell you that that is not a healthy relationship with food because the intent behind that action was very, very restricted. It was in a very narrow place. I would not have meals and instead have a protein shake. I would have huge amounts of food preoccupation, find myself regularly overeating at the buffet, sat with infinite amount of guilt and shame, At one time, I lost an entire holiday in Las Vegas to thoughts around weight gain. 
where I only ate at Panda Express. And if you've been to America, you'll know Panda Express is everywhere, but they do serve like roasted vegetables and chicken. I would freak out if I didn't get enough protein, as I mentioned, for fear of losing muscle mass. Shockingly, not a thought that is beneficial. Going on holiday for a week, for two weeks, getting a little bit less protein is not going to cause you to lose a shocking amount of muscle mass at all. In fact, it can be really beneficial to use it to those of you who are invested in hypertrophy training because it allows your body to replenish, repair and recover. So actually, really good. <laughs> I struggled every time to rest when I'm on holiday. I identified as being the fitness one. So I was like, oh, um, I need to go around a million miles an hour all the time, do all the activities, always be walking. Now, to some degree, all of these things that I've mentioned are important, right? However, it's a sacrifice that potentially comes with these. And actually, it's the reason behind your actions, i.e., are your actions helpful or are they hindering? For me, for a lot of these actions at the time, they were hindering and they caused a disordered relationship further with food. And on the surface, they could look quote unquote admirable. And I still do some of these things now, but the action is now value led. It's value-led based on how I want to feel. It's more compassionate. It's more helpful rather than previously led for external validation, led through societal pressures, i.e. dieting to validate my worth to be in a bikini, unhelpful. Now I don't diet and I haven't done for the last three years, but again, that's a value-driven action that is beneficial to my health and my well-being. That's not to say you can't diet into a holiday, and I will come into that very, very shortly, but it's always checking in with the why behind your actions, and how the actions impact you is the biggest telltale as to whether that is helpful or whether that is hindering. You should not be coming back from a holiday with preoccupation, with a lot of guilt, with a lot of shame, with body image dissatisfaction. And I have been there and I know a lot of you listening to this have been there. So how really are we going to be able to uh, holiday Sorry, with balance? I'm going to help you navigate your holidays with more helpful actions. I'm going to help you understand how my clients navigate and how you can and you should be enjoying your holiday whilst encompassing your goals and protecting your relationship with food and protecting your relationship with your body whilst diet culture is still ever screaming that very loud noise that frankly nobody needs to hear. And actually for a lot of my clients, holidays have served as a really great way to acknowledge the work they have done on their relationship with food. So if you have a break booked, listen up before you start panicking about what you feel you should do like harshly dieting. Of course, again, there is nothing wrong with dieting. But we here, folks, make sure it's done for the right reasons and for the reasons that benefit you. 
often for a lot of people, holidays is where you can find yourself overeating. I bring up a lot of things for those who haven't worked through their relationship with food. Many people can struggle with rest, be preoccupied with what they believe they should be doing, by the exercise they believe they should be doing, or getting frustrated by the exercise they are missing out on. What I want for everyone is to be able to go on holiday and truly immerse yourself in the moment without this unsolicited noise, to have autonomy and live in your body. Whether that looks like packing protein shakes for you, go for it. But again, it all lies in the reason behind and your why. If you are packing protein shakes out of fear, out of preoccupation, out of thoughts around losing your gains and not allowing yourself the trust and the confidence to go to the buffet and seek out some protein and really enjoy the different cuisine, that is not a helpful action. If you're going on a safari and you are trekking through the desert and you're not going to have food with you, perhaps packing some impact whey may well be helpful. Again, on the surface, it looks like packing protein, but your why is always going to tell you whether or not that is increasing your food preoccupation and damaging your relationship with food or helping your relationship with food. So don't get it twisted. I still do go to the gym as well when I'm on holiday, but I no longer check the hotel. And the intent behind it now is very different to that of previous. So let's get into it. As I mentioned, it is very common for people to overeat on holiday. And it's absolutely okay to overeat on holiday. I think it's very important to acknowledge that to start with. And I know a lot of people do struggle with thoughts around overeating. And the minute they eat past fullness, they associate that with being bad. And then when they associate that with being bad, it comes with this guilt, the shame. And then the challenge arises with the behaviours you follow if you overeat. Now, for a lot of you, all you have been taught is restriction. You don't understand fullness anymore. And diet culture has taught you for years and years and years, just restrict, just restrict, just restrict. So the minute you're eating past that fullness signal now, these unsolicited feelings are causing negative actions with your behaviours. So if you go out for dinner, as an example, and say you want a dessert, like the peanut butter explosion donut at Everglazed in Disney Springs which let me tell you is the best donut in the world. You are going to, like I did, eat more calories than you expend, which is technically overeating. And there is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. And I did that. I did that more than once. However, If you then continue to eat more and more because you feel guilty, you fall into the overeating pattern. And then what happens the next morning? You wake up and you begin restricting your intake because of this. And then that is where the negativity hits. The story you tell yourself about overeating is what is hindering you from progressing here. So sometimes, you know, catastrophizing and asking yourself, what is the worst possible thing that happens if you overeat on holiday and you immerse yourself in these different cuisines, you try different foods, 
the very worst thing that's going to happen is you gain a bit of weight. So say that is like one kilo from overeating. But with that overeating, you're choosing different foods, you're sat mindfully, you're sat present, you're giving yourself autonomy. There is no heightened food novelty. Instead, you are actively choosing these. You're connecting with your partner, with your family, with your friends, with yourself, with the environment. So you've overate for a week. You've gained a kilo. That is the worst possible thing. If your goal is fat loss then it will take you about two weeks to lose that. That is all. So is that really that bad in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of your life? But the reason many tend to mind the seat on holiday is because there is restrictions leading up to your holiday. And there's the trend with seasonal dieting. And what I mean by that is more people tend to diet in the spring leading into the summer. So we've got this significant shift in people's desire to want to diet in the spring and the summer. And we also have seasonal body image, which again is fed by this seasonal dieting. And in summer, we see a peak in body dissatisfaction. And it peaks in four things that impact body image. These are pressures from the media, um, peer pressure, idea that our bodies will be on display more and body comparison. So all of these increase around the time most of us holiday. So many can then use overly restricted approaches leading up to holidays. So it's quite natural for many people to try and diet leading up to a holiday. But what we have to be mindful of is the fitness methods and the dieting approaches. These are capitalising on this knowledge. They are capitalising on seasonal dieting, on seasonal body image. And then what happens is they push the narrative of dieting to you around these months. Marketing does increase, which will impact your body image, which will impact your thoughts, your actions, your behaviours. So a lot of people can then diet into a holiday from these marketing gimmicks, from these pressures, from a perception of what they believe they should be doing because it is everywhere. Now, again, please, please, please remember, there is absolutely nothing wrong with dieting around this time. And again, like everything, it is the intent behind the diet and then how you go away with your dietary approach. I nearly said after your diet, but I'll go into that shortly as to how I, if you want to diet, the most beneficial way to diet into a holiday. So just taking into consideration the reason why you're dieting. Is it because this is all you've been exposed to? And that was what I fell into for years. Validation from external pressures, like external people to go and wear a bikini. And what we know about dieting in itself is it increases food preoccupation. It increases your hunger level. You cannot acknowledge fullness. You have to be hungry in a diet. There has to be some restriction. You have to be restricting your intake for it to be a diet. But that restriction for for a lot of you, thanks to these, these marketing and these sort of like 
I don't know what they're called, like transformations, you know, like six weeks, like do this for six weeks. <laughs> a lot of it can come with food exclusion, which heightens the novelty of some food. And then all of a sudden, you're at the buffet surrounded by donuts that you have avoided for six weeks and find yourself overeating all the donuts or preoccupied by thoughts around it. It brings what's known as the absence violation effect. The minor violation of eating a small portion of the donut triggers the brain to go, might as well eat it all because of the associated language of this being out of my dietary approach or this is bad, blah, blah, blah. You know, these labels that people have. You wouldn't have removed the, di- the donut out of your diet had you not had some thoughts around the donut which is where these exclusive dietary approaches, and it's not exclusive like, oh, exclusive in the OK magazine. I mean, exclusive is in like, you've excluded food out your diet, wrongly, has then heightened um, the novelty and of course the language that you're using around certain foods. You were going to the buffet, it's all beige, it's all donuts, it's all sugar. And you haven't ate that for six weeks. And the abstinence violation effects leads to extreme behaviours during a lapse. So you're thinking reactively and emotionally, not cognitively. So if you are someone who finds yourself regularly overeating, is it beneficial for you to diet into a holiday? Is it useful for you to diet before a holiday? Why do you feel you need to diet before a holiday? And then what is your dieting style? If you want to diet before your holiday, then is it flexible? Is it an inclusive approach? Is it mindful? Are you still socialising or is it too restrictive and you're just thinking, I'll diet really hard before I go away? And if it's the latter of the two, then is that helpful for you leading into a holiday? Is that causing the mindless behaviours? causing you to overeat and then feel the guilt, the shame, and then come home with this innate drive to just want to diet again, wiping away any capacity to make memories when you're on holiday because you're preoccupied by food, because you're focused so much on your body image, because you're focused so much on what you're eating and what you believe you should be eating, and all you want to do is come home and diet. And I cannot stress this enough, how important it is to approach your holiday with mindfulness, to be present. It still amazes me that so many people believe that they must diet for these sort of events. They they must have a goal as well, like you must always be losing fat or must always be bulking or must always be maintaining or must always be hypertrophy training. What about living your life? Again, 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 there is nothing wrong with dieting. But how would it feel for you to live in your body? How would it feel to live on holiday with presence? You know, you're going away with your loved ones. You're going away with friends, with family, with your partner. How would it feel to sit at a table and actually connect with those? To listen to the conversation, to acknowledge your surroundings to be grateful in that moment, to honour the taste, the texture, the smell of the food and not feel 
like you need to body bash after, say if you have overate, but more show the appreciation for the functionality of your body, that it is digesting the food, that it is allowing you to make these memories, that it is there with you throughout. And of course, right, if you do want to diet and you may be in a larger phenotype where you are on a longer journey. And I know for myself, when I was at 22 stone, I was never going to lose the weight to get me into a healthier body in six weeks. You're going to be on a longer journey. And dieting into a holiday may be right for you. You may even choose to diet on holiday because you have a higher calorie intake and you have the flexibility then to diet when you're on holiday. Again, it's always the intent behind the action and checking in with your values is the most powerful tool that you have. If it's driven by health outcomes and something is really important to you, then that's a value-led action. But for the majority of you, dying into and over a holiday is likely causing challenges. So, If you do want to diet for a holiday, you can. Again, you have complete autonomy and I do support a lot of my clients through fat loss and navigating their relationship with food, but they never ever go away at the arse end of a diet. Instead, this is what we do. We bring calories back up to maintenance before you go away. This helps to restore hunger. We maintain mindful eating throughout a diet. So our sole focus is never just on fat loss. We're looking at the multifaceted puzzle of health and we're looking at our mindset and we're looking at our approach to how we're eating. Therefore, they're slowing their pace of eating down. They're making more time to eat. They're honouring their emotions They're curating a pause where they have more self-awareness when cravings are a little bit high and they've got the knowledge and the understanding of potentially why they're craving certain food, if that is sleep deprivation, if that is emotionally led. We follow an inclusive diet where no foods are off limit. So we get to a place of food neutrality and we banish food labels. We don't track on holiday We don't track social events. Therefore, we build confidence in oneself around the autonomous actions that are more comfortable for that individual. We understand why. So why you are dieting for a holiday, checking in with intentions behind their actions throughout and how it can play into their relationship with their food and their body. We work through any body image dissatisfaction by focusing on appreciation, functionality, the wonderful things that our bodies do for us. So if you are dieting before your holiday, bring your calories back up to maintenance before you go. Restore your hunger. You are not going to gain weight at maintenance. It still baffles me now that people think they're going to gain weight at maintenance. You may gain some scale weight. That is normal. That is not the same as fat gain. It is impossible to gain fat if you are at maintenance, governed by the law of thermodynamics, science, check out the best diet for fat loss for a little bit more information on that podcast. But the reason you gain a bit of scale weight is because you're restoring glycogen, you're eating to homeostasis, you're eating to fuel your body to a neutral energy balance that is completely normal. So if you are dieting before a holiday, really checking in with those things that I just mentioned, because ultimately 
how you approach your fat loss is going to have the biggest impact on your holiday. And as I mentioned previously, how do you want to feel on holiday? Anyway, another reason for mindless holiday eating, and as I mentioned at the start, something that I fell into massively, can be guilt around rest. Guilt around not doing enough because you base your worth on what you do, and resting brings discomfort. So you use food as a tool to distract that feeling. And it's not food that's the problem, but your feeling of loss of control with relaxation. Many people also avoid rest because sometimes it means sitting with feelings and emotions and sitting more with yourself. There can also be some thoughts around not exercising. And for a lot of you, exercise is where you find a lot of satisfaction. And that exercise can feed eating habits. So if you aren't exercising, as an example, you find less drive to want to eat well and you think, meh, screw this. So then you mindlessly overeat. Exercise has nothing to do with nutrition. It can support it, but they are both separate entities and shouldn't be used against one another. For whatever reason, diet culture has pushed the narrative that the only two facets to health are nutrition and exercise, and now people weaponise them against one another. Oh, well, I've exercised more today, so I can eat more today. Or I haven't exercised, so I can't eat. That is factually incorrect and damages your relationship not only with food, but with exercise. Nutrition is nourishing. It's fun. It's enjoyment. It's memories. It is comfort. It is not just fuel to fuel your exercise. And exercise should be done for health, not for aesthetics. Food doesn't just feed exercise. It is so much more than that. And embracing rest is so important. Embracing rest for progression with your exercise is so important as well. So if this is you now and you're thinking, Christ, yeah, I do struggle to rest when I'm on holiday. It's very, very common. And as I said, a big challenge I faced. Take intentional steps now to rest. Have an afternoon watching a movie and then check in with it. Why is your worth linked to your productivity? And do you really want to live like this forever? If you do, that's great. That's absolutely awesome. And if if that aligns to your values, amazing. But if not, why is your identity and output in what you do? Is that part of your values or is that an expectation you hold towards yourself? Holidays are the most powerful time to embrace mindfulness, to try different foods, to enjoy different cuisines, to allow yourself some downtime, to be mindful with that downtime, to be really present, to check in with everything that you have achieved. It's a good time to reflect. So can you use your holiday to embrace the moment more than the thoughts running around about what you feel you should be doing? And realistically, in terms of exercise, there is no right or wrong way to do your holiday. It's always thinking about the intent behind your action. Your body needs both rest and movement, but too often people can swing the pendulum too far from one extreme to the other. And meeting the two more with balance. 
So if you're on holiday like I was in Orlando where movement was really high every day, going to the gym wasn't going to be beneficial every single day. But when I was away at Christmas and lay horizontally for two weeks, getting a 20-minute session in the gym was super beneficial for the movement of my body. And then we've got your body image whilst you're on holiday. A lot of the time, people are so preoccupied with their body image. Of course, as I mentioned with seasonal dieting, the seasonal body image, it is on show a little bit more. And a lot of the time, people then find themselves looking at photos just for the sole purpose purpose, sorry, of their body. And this is something that I did for a long time, let me tell you. And it's first checking in with your body image, any internalised weight stigma, any internalised weight bias, and any perceptions that you hold around your body image, uh, whether or not you're seeking external validation, sorry, for how your body looks, and working through your body image. So if you're listening to this and thinking, you know, my body image is rock bottom, there is a podcast solely dedicated to your body image. But mainly what I see with people on holidays is looking at photos and looking solely at their body. And I think that comes from my own experience as well, which is why I want to go into that a little bit more for you. So photos are there to capture memories, not to capture body shapes and sizes. Photos are designed to help you remember things later, not to show you your weight. Photos help create a bank of the wonderful things that you have experienced, not the circumference of your body. And for years, I would scrutinise myself through a lens of a camera, a zoom in on every part, criticise myself and believe others thought I looked, insert, shitty comment. I wouldn't share photos, in fact, I'd delete them never to see them again. But I was deleting memories. I was deleting special times because I had no amount of awareness of what my body was allowing me to do in that moment. Instead, I held my whole self-worth very narrow-mindedly on how I looked and a perception of what I thought other people thought of me based on my look. But in reality, those photos aren't there for you to look at your size They are there as a reminder of what you have done, what you have achieved, what you've experienced. The people you are with. So if you find yourself looking at photos through a solely body image lens, here's some questions to ask yourself. What was I feeling in that photo? What did I experience in that moment? Who am I spending the time with here? What feeling did I gain from their presence? What was one positive thing from that moment? What colours can I see around me? And these things help you focus not on your body, but on the amazing things that you experienced in that moment, the memories. And show some gratitude for that moment, some appreciation. And again, for whatever reason, a lot of people lack gratitude nowadays in society. You talk about it and they think it's corny, it's airy-fairy. If you are not grateful for the small things you will forever lack the ability to be present and to be happy in life. Instead, people go around, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I weigh 60 kilos. I'll be happy when I've got a Ferrari. I'll be happy when I'm married. But what about now? And gratitude forces you to be present. It helps with the mindfulness as well. And when you're going on holiday, 
Again, as I mentioned with dieting, practice mindful eating. Mindful eating is not being mindful of calories, it's being mindful of your behavior. Being mindful of calories is a restrictive approach. If you're sat there at the buffet and thinking, oh, I've just had two slices of toast, 200 calories. I've just had two eggs, 130 calories. I've just had some tomatoes, 50 calories. Oh, they maybe got a bit of oil in. If that is you sat there totting them up, that is a very restrictive approach to your nutrition. It highlights an assumption, sorry, that some foods are less worthy than others if they hold more energy thus becoming a huge red flag. Being mindful of your behaviour allows you to make an informed decision based on how you feel. The situation, your goals and what's important to you. Mindfulness with nutrition allows you to sit in the moment with presence, without judgment to your food or body, with awareness to your thoughts and your feelings. So what are you feeling in that moment? If you find yourself preoccupied by food, if you're finding yourself with this heightened novelty around certain foods, taking a pause, checking in with that. Where does this come from? Does this come from overly restricted approaches? Is this helpful or is this hindering? How do I want to feel? One thing I can do to nurture myself in this moment and curate that feeling is mindful eating. It helps you with neutral language to both make an informed decision that is right for you and creating a balanced and inflexible environment with and a relationship with your food and yourself. Being mindful with your choices is something that we all need more work on. It's an intervention that supports behaviours with long-term results. It isn't corny and it is the most powerful way of bringing self-awareness into your life. Shockingly, rarely, if ever, is A, food the problem, or B, people need reminding on eating more protein and eating more vegetables and eating more salad. It's more around mindfulness to help you live more in your body and acknowledge what is right for you in that moment. So really, 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 The most important thing here to take home is checking in with how you approach your holiday and any restriction is going to be a telltale in how you enjoy your holiday. Food neutrality is very important on your holiday. Connection is a fundamental part of health. What are you doing to support connection on holiday or are you isolating yourself because fear around food? Holidays are a real luxury for many of us and your health and well-being is about so much more than your weight and your shape. For a lot of you, it's the mental noise that comes with holidays that causes the distress, the preoccupation, the disconnection. It's causing greater harm than good. And realistically, your holidays about so much more than how you look. How you feel in your body is more important than anything else. And there is so much you can do to create that peaceful, more content feeling in your body where you are more comfortable with your nutrition, with your body image. And that doesn't always look like a fat loss approach but if that fat loss is something that aligns to your goals and your values then do so mindfully do so with an intervention that simultaneously works through your relationship with your food and your body and if you feel that you need support with that my coaching is designed exactly to meet those needs there's a reason I do what I do because I'm so passionate about it and like I said at the beginning I want you to enjoy your life 
Enjoy your life for you. Turn down the noise of diet culture and learn everything that you've been exposed to before. So I hope you took a lot from this episode. And if you're sat there thinking, do you know what? I would really like to enjoy holidays for the rest of my life because I've spent so many holidays preoccupied by food and my body. And I'm quite frankly sick of it, as I was. This is your reminder and your calling, should we say, that you can absolutely change. My details are below in the show notes. If you have any questions at all, please reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day.